0: Good morning everyone, uh, happy Monday to you all, it is David speaking and I just wanted to share some thoughts with you while you prepare yourself for the week ahead. Now below I have an article that I've written about stock investing and maybe you don't have time to read it yet but I highly suggest that you do spend some time because what I'm sharing in here could actually help you in the future. Now, if you are the person that's on the go, you could listen to this podcast while you're driving, while you're jogging, or just while you're doing any other activity or task. So I'm going to get straight into it. I want to talk about stockful fill investing. And the reason I want to talk about it is because lately South Africa has a lot of social unrest and it's probably been quite scary for a lot of you and maybe some of you have unfortunately lost your business in the process, or you don't know where you will access capital in the future, or you are just unsure of where the economy is going from here. Now, the reason I want to talk about stock-filled investing is because it is an alternative for you, and for it's something that you can use to benefit you. Now, let me explain what I mean. Most of us are familiar with the word stock fill, but we look at it as a method or a tool for us to consume. Now, traditional stock fills where consist of, of where people are making monthly contributions to a bank account or to a person who is the custodian of that stock fill, for example. And usually it's over one a period of one year and we use it where each person gets a payment. So person A, person B, person A will get the first payment at the end of January. They will receive 12,000 Rand, for example, if each member contributes a thousand a month. And when your month comes around, you get your 12,000. And for that specific month, your disposable income is boosted. Now it's great. It does help us. Maybe it's a mechanism for you to save you know July is your payout month and your payout, your savings for that month gets paid to you and you use it to spoil a loved one, pay your child school fees or just to help you see through, see yourself through the coming months. Now there's nothing wrong with that but the, that is sort of used for consumption rather than investment. So I want to flip the switch switch a little bit and explain to you how you can take that concept and use it to your benefit to make investments with a group of other people now i'm speak i'm telling you this from experience what i did with a group of people is we've set up our own stock account and we used a bank fnb we just open a normal 32 day investment account which is free, no monthly costs. I think it's about five Rand a month until you get to a point where you have over 10,000 Rand. And then the account fees are sort of rebated in a way, because your interest earned is more than the account fee. So to set that account up, you need 5,000 Rand. Once off, you make the deposit, you have the account. Now, if you can get a group of people Family members, friends, maybe even outsiders—depends on what your objective of your stock fell is. Now, let's focus on investment rather than consumption. So you take the investment aspect side of a stock fell, and you get an X amount of people. Now, I'm going to use myself as an example. There are four other people in my fund, including me, which will make the I'll be the fifth person. And each month. We contribute between a thousand and five thousand rand a month. So that gives us income of between five thousand and twenty five thousand. So five thousand being the minimum if everyone contributes only a thousand, and twenty five thousand being the maximum if everyone decides to contribute five thousand a month. Now each month that changes from month to month. We might accumulate sixteen thousand one month, twenty thousand the next. 7,000 the next, it depends on that individual, those individuals in your fund. It depends on their personal circumstances and their personal affordability for that particular month. But nonetheless, let's assume that we can get 10,000 Rand a month. Each member is consistent and they are contributing 2,000 Rand a month every month. Now that's 10,000 Rand a month that you aren't going to consume. Now I'm keeping that into a a 32-day investment account. Now the interest rates aren't too attractive because interest rates are low, but that's besides the point. What we are doing is we are trying to build capital for us to distribute the funds later on in life, maybe two, three, four, five years down the line. You're looking at 120,000 Rand a year that you aren't, spending. You are accumulating. Now you can go one step further. This is just your stock fill account, just a normal bank account, and you haven't really progressed any further. Now there's a few options where you can go from here. You can open yourself an easy equities account, which allows for uh, invest collective investment schemes to make investments on the stock market. And that's exactly what we've done with our stockfill. So at the end of every year, now you would have to make these rules before people join your your, your stock fund. You would have to mandate a contract, everyone would sign it so everyone knows what to expect. You don't just decide things at at whim this month and next month. So there must be clear guidelines and you have to make sure that you stick to those guidelines. Now collective investment schemes aren't regulated in the South African markets. So there is risk to that. But if your, your intention really is to grow capital and actually improve your members' lives in the long run, and you, the people that are in your fund are people that trust you and you trust them, then this will work. Because I do this, and members in our funds do this. And Actually, a lot of people are doing this in South Africa through stock fails, but they aren't doing it over the long term. They do it one year to solve the fund, start it again. Now let's get back to the easy equities account where you've accumulated 120,000 Rand the first year you've started. Now in your mandate, you might say, okay, let's take 50% of those funds. So we're gonna take 60,000 rands, put it in easy equities and leave 60,000 in cash. Now, at the start of year two, you aren't stopping your contributions. Your members are going to continually pay the 2,000 Rand a month, if that's what you've agreed to. That means at the end of year two, you're going to have another additional 120,000. So in year one, you took 60,000, you put on the stock market. At that time, you could have maybe generated 10, 20, 30% return, maybe you down 5%, that's that's the stock market, but that gives you potential to make investment returns. And your 60,000 in cash is earning probably interest in line with inflation. So your money is not growing in real terms, but you are accumulating capital. So after year two, you have another 120,000 and you repeat the process. 50% goes to stocks, 50% goes to cash. So after year two, you've got 120,000 Rand invested in the stock market and 120,000 Rand in cash. And you you, you can put the picture together after year three, how that compounds and slowly and slowly your money starts growing. Now what you can do, which we've done ourselves, you take the money from the members and you open up a business, a PTY limited. And... You call your business, Stockfell Enterprise, whatever you want to, you open a business bank account, you set it up, you have two directors that sign it, open it, and then you take all the members' money from the 32-day account, and you transfer that money into your business bank account as a loan. So you're going to loan the money to your business, which are your members' money, and then you're going to issue, issue share capitals, share certificates, to each member and each member will have a certain percentage of that company. So going forward, every payment each member makes, they will get share ownership of the underlining company. Now it might take you, let's say seven, eight, nine years to maybe just get to a million Rand or 1.2 million Rand, and then you are able to buy your property or whatever you've decided to use the money for. Maybe after five years, you all wanna go your separate way and take the returns from the stock market, split them and call it quits. Or if you have a long-term vision like we do, is where we want to build our business and scale. Now, I'll share some secrets with you. What our business plans to do is to invest in property. Now, We aren't going into property just yet because we think the prices are going to drop by 30% in the coming year. I do explain this in my ebook. So if you want to look for the answers of why I believe that, you can have a look at the ebook. It is attached to this email. But the reason we've gone with the stock market is to earn better returns now that outpace property returns, build up capital, and then eventually use one of the directors, which it would be myself and another member who already has an asset in their name. And we will sign surety based on our personal affordability. So the bank won't lend your new entity money purely because it's it's got no credit history, it's a risk. Why would a bank give you a new business money when you've got no collateral? So it's not a standalone entity yet. That is why they will require a director to sign surety on behalf of the company so that the bank can lend you money so you can make an investment in property. Because even if you raise a million rand, you might want to buy a property for 1.2 million or 900,000. And it wouldn't be the smartest move by taking all your liquid capital and investing it into an immovable object that's not really liquid. Because then you have no liquidity. If your tenants default, how will you cover rental, etc.? So you want to use the bank's money, which you will need a director to sign surety for. Make the investment. Now, remember, while all this is happening, your members are still contributing monthly to your business. Now, your business isn't making income because you're loaning the money to that business. So the idea is to keep scaling your business, buy assets that generate cash flow, use the cash flow generated from the assets to pay back the borrowed money and eventually become a standalone company where the banks will do business with that entity one-on-one and you don't need to sign surety as a director to get a loan. So that is the end goal, and then you scale from there. So I won't get into too much of how to scale from there because the point is just about how you use stock to raise your own capital to get into building a business for you and your members. Now, before I end the podcast, I just want to explain to you that as a business, one of the biggest issues is to get access to capital. Banks will decline you based on you not having collateral or them not believing in your business idea. Now, if you've got nothing, how do you access that capital? Hence the inception of stock fells. So if you can use it for investment rather than consumption, then you've got an opportunity here to actually build yourself an empire. And then you can take it one step further. Once you've bought your first asset and your company is let's say a standalone company at that point, and your company has a valuation. What, what what it's worth if you sell all your assets and you deduct your liabilities, your total shareholders' equity. So you can work out your valuation of your company, and if you decide to scale from there, maybe buy a second or third property, or you want to invest in startups, but you want to borrow money. Now the bank might borrow your company 500,000 Rand at 15%. Now, how do I access cheaper capital? Now, you go back to the concept of stock fails. Now, you've got your business set up already. You can reopen recruitment again from your 32 day investment account and then recruit people to lend your business money. Now, you don't have to give them share ownership of your company. You don't have to give equity away. What you can do is they will lend you the money and you can give them a return on that money. So for example, someone might want to go put 10,000 rand in a bank and only get 6% for a fixed deposit. But if they come to your business and you've promised to give them 10% for them lending you their money, you are effectively being able to Access capital at a cheaper rate than if you had to borrow from the bank. So instead of paying fifteen percent to the bank to borrow five hundred thousand, I can promise people that are paying into the stock felt that they are going to get ten percent return on their money. So I'm accessing an additional um, pocket of capital at a cheaper financing cost. So instead, I can offer them equity if I want. But obviously, as a business owner or a founder, you want to keep as much equity as possible. But if you try and scale your business, you can give away equity. You can use equity or you can use debt. At the end of the day, it depends on you and your members, who is still around, who wants to do what, and you can make your decisions from there. So I want to end the podcast on this note, and I just want to take a minute to thank all of you for signing up to the newsletter and I hope that you have a fantastic week ahead and remember that opportunities are always lying in plain sight so no matter how chaotic things may seem there's always opportunity in destruction so I'm going to leave you on this note and I hope that you have a fantastic week bye for now